such a moral push, isn't there in this country? To try and get us to behave. Don't fucking drink and drive. God, they have made such a big fucking deal about this, haven't they? It didn't used to be such a big fucking deal. You had a few drinks, you drove home. Now you're a dick, you know? Now you're a fucking asshole. Child killer, child killer! The take the manslaughter, right damn that manslaughter! You know, like you're going out to your car to go, well, I sure hope I slide into a family of six tonight! Woo! And they're taking pants out before I make the stoplight! This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wacker? <laughs> you almost didn't have a Wackerly co host for the rest of time. Oh, would you have a NDE? <laughs> Near death experience. Near death experience. Is that when you see a white light, or is that when you just almost die? I think, I think it's a little bit of both. I think you like almost die, and then you yeah, begin no, to see the uh, white light. No, I didn't have that. And then uh, <laughs> that's like, yeah, I didn't. That's like a fucking Colton Burpo shit. <laughs> More Heaven or less. How yeah. near? No, I just had a close call. Okay, how near was your death experience? Uh, if I would have been. How do you put this? If I would have been in the position 30 seconds before where I actually was, I would have been plowed over by a drunk driving lady in my neighborhood. In your car? Uh Uh-uh. I was walking. I was also very, very drunk. And uh, walking home because I'm a responsible uh, citizen of this earth. And uh, I wasn't even on my bicycle. (laughs) Which you I should was be driving drunk on your bicycle last, like that. Either. I know I did that last Friday, and I just I can't believe I didn't crash. But I was walking, and uh, and I was opening my front door, and then uh, as I was putting the key in the door, I heard this gigantic smash. Just a collision behind me, a smash. And it, wait, right, wait, right behind you. I make I'm only making a point about the smash because I like I said I was really drunk and police became involved at one point and I had to fill out a report and I made him change I think crash to smash <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get I'm getting ahead of myself so yeah this drunk lady was barreling through the intersection and she either was looking at her text or fell asleep and just ran full speed into like two cars right in front of my house and then uh i hope people don't find out where i live because of this but anyways uh and then she and you can see the trail of transmission fluid oh she tried Uh, to flee the scene yeah you can see where she backed up and then (laughs) and then drove and then went around the corner and at this point like 10 or 15 neighbors were out of their houses you know because this was like a 11 30 or something late at night and uh 
they sort of surrounded her car and her car was fucked. Like she wasn't driving it anywhere. Was she injured? I don't believe she was injured. I did not see any um You see blood? ambulance. No, okay. They well, no, bring, no they, blood, but no I didn't fire even engine even? There might have been. I don't know. There was a lot of activity then after that because like I said, you know, one of the cops, the cops came and uh, one of them was talking to me about what I saw and like I said I was trashed. <laughs> puffing away on my e-cigarette like man this is crazy and uh it could have been a viral video you know was there a newscaster there no oh. it wasn't that big it wasn't they don't this is the bay like in the, los angeles is the same they don't bring a newscaster out for like a crash it's got to be like a nightmarish crash where like 20 children die before the news shows up right or a, or you know a single celebrity yeah i mean that's the thing it's if it's the guy from the fast and the furious and they're going to have news, like five news teams there interviewing yeah. all the There were zero news teams. There were no, in- I mean, she was not seriously, she was not seriously injured. I, maybe she had like a cut on her face. I mean, she, she wasn't going 60 miles an hour, but she was going like 35 or 40 miles an hour. She pushed, yeah, then- she pushed my neighbor's full size, you know, GMC 1500, whatever, three quarter ton pickup truck, like 20 feet down the street. Wow, and it was it was his bumper. Right in front his of your bumper house. was slightly bent, and her <laughs> her Dodge Stratus was like completely fucked, just annihilated. What about what happened to your car? She, my car was par- was parked in a spot I nor- don't normally park in. The spot where my car is parked ninety five percent of the time, uh, she sideswiped that car and sort of uh, like pushed it up onto the curb. Um, but she didn't really. Sh- the truck took the biggest uh, impact, I think. This is this is kind but of. I was, amazing. My, I was talking to my neighbor, and his car that got pushed up on the curb, uh, it's way more fucked than his truck, even though the truck got shoved so far. But because it's by virtue of the fact that it's a big, sturdy truck, it didn't really. Ha- he just had to replace the bumper. Wait, so wait, this guy had two cars that were damaged. Well, my neighbor's got a lot of fucking cars. It's a little <laughs> irritating. <laughs> I was about to say. That's How many spots does he take up on the street? Does he have about a driveway? Six. Yeah, but there's what, two what? cars there. Wait, he's got six cars. At one point, he did. Jesus. Because uh, well, he also has a lot of uh, his family live there, like adult children and grandchildren. Uh, but they're, I think they, a couple of them have moved out, so now there's probably only four. There's still a lot of cars for a, a single-family home. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Four cars. So his two I cars. I don't really was, care. I have one car. So. Was he irate? Did he run out just, what the hell is going on here? Well, somebody went up to his door and woke him. He's a, he's a senior gentleman. I guess he was maybe in a deep sleep. But, uh, yeah, he came out. I think he's, you know, old people, they don't have a lot of excitement in their lives. And clearly it wasn't a hit and run. So, you know, the person probably has insurance. So, you know, he's just getting his cars repaired out of this. Probably happy. What about the good Sams? How come you weren't one of the good Sams trying to stop her from fleeing? Uh, I think I ran over there, and you know, the, she, the car was already surrounded. I would it, have been. Were the people just like you know, they, their hands on the car, like "Stay in the car, lady." The car basically at that point wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> like all the all the transmission fluid had probably leaked out at that point. So, I, you know, I honestly, I kind of don't blame her for uh, trying to flee. I think I would have done the same thing. Really? Yeah, I mean, Why? You, well, because I would have been completely intoxicated, obviously not thinking rationally. And so you're just been, recognizing your own flaws that you would have done it. You're not saying it's a good practice. No, it's not a good practice because you're probably. I, I immediately got pictures of her, like license plate and everything. If she would have yeah, tried to flee, I would have just been like, here you go, officer. 
I just think instinctively I would have just been like, I gotta get out of here. Right. Just, you know, and then tried to get away and then I'm surprised she didn't try to run out of the car. <laughs> Because what what happens? You know, haven't you heard that? Like, if you if you get an accident, that like only that, works if you're in a stolen car. Because you know, the, your registration and everything is in there, and your car has license plates on. You it say someone stole you. your car. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's what I'm saying. Is that if she would have got out and maybe just, just ran, don't drive, don't drive so drunk that you run into like you know a bunch of cars. Yeah, no, she was pretty drunk. I mean, it sounds right. like it. So, what did you say to the cops? Were you the the primary witness? Well, that's the thing is, uh, so I, I was over by where my car is and like the, all the other neighbors or not all of them, but a good chunk of them were over by where the car was sort of like watching her car. And then, you know, I'm talking to the cops it's, now it's like one thirty AM or something. And the cop finally, like I said, they don't actually, he probably noticed that I was completely inebriated. But yeah, I was maybe about they to nor- say, how wasted were you? I was pretty drunk. Um, like, I don't know, I don't know if the cops normally do this, but they asked for a statement because, you know, like I'd seen these cars all crash into each other, like a written statement, right? That you sign. Could you even uh, write your name at that point? I probably could have, but the thing is, it would have been a long rambling, like drunken statement. (laughs) So the guy, I think the cop knew I was drunk because he was like, because I told him, he's like, tell me what you saw as I told it to him. And then, uh, and he's like, I'm going to write down what you told me and then you sign it. So... (laughs) That was when uh, he was writing it, and he was like, I heard a loud crash. I was like, no, it was a smash. <laughs> so he's like, I'm, okay, smash. I mean, did you yeah. insist, like, it was a smash, man? I think I made him, cr- like, line it out and write smash above it. <laughs> so you, did, you never even got to see the kind of like girl. the monster mash. <laughs> you ever heard that? It's a it graveyard a smash. smash. Yeah. Um, you never got to see the girl. Was she hot? You're, you didn't you no. get a good look at her? I didn't, I didn't see her at all. So what the hell but kind I, of witness are you? I saw the car. You saw the car, but it could have been any number of people driving it. It's true. I thought the other neighbors were going like, to like make a statement about the lady, but uh, apparently, because I, I, the cop goes, did you, see the, the, did you see the driver? And I said, no, I mean, it was dark, and she had her windows up and shit, and uh, I didn't see her, but I think the other mm. neighbor saw her, and he goes... He's like, yeah, they all took off. <laughs> I was like, oh, no statements from them. You know why? Uh, why? Why wouldn't they? Snitches leave? get stitches. <laughs> I gotta watch my back now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. And you said she was a, a Latina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might she's have. A be... four, she's a forty-four-year-old like home healthcare worker. I'm not super worried. She still could have a brother in the cartel. You should watch yeah. your back. I don't know. I'm one of those guys who helps the cops. You're a good Sam. No, no, I just don't cower in my house because gangs are taking over my neighborhood. Fuck them. <laughs> Stand your ground. Yeah, I'm Look like a uh, gat. I'm like uh, Samuel Jackson or something. You're like Clint Eastwood in that uh, racist movie. I forget right. what it's called. Grand Torino. Grand Torino. Right. So, Wagner, did you read that uh, that article? It's been uh, I saw that in a couple different news outlets today. There was a study. Recent study by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said one in ten deaths in working age adults is due to excessive alcohol consumption. That seems excessive. <laughs> the drinking and the statistic. Well, it's interesting here. You have you, uh, an excessive alcohol abuser, and this woman, also an alcohol abuser, almost collided. Near death experience. That would have been two. Would that have been two deaths related to yeah. alcohol? 
I think so. Well, you know what? I never, and it's interesting because you read this and you're like, oh, wow, one in 10 deaths. Wow, that's interesting. You just assume, okay, what are they all just, you know, driving their car, getting drunk, driving their car into another car or a tree or something? Cirrhosis of the liver. But it, but it says here that it's chronic alcohol consumption. And in this study, guess how many drinks a week they consider to be chronic alcohol consumption? 40. <laughs> 15. 15 drinks Come a week on. and you're a chronic alcohol consumer. Eight, eight drinks, eight or more for a woman. A week. A week. The problem is the med, and I don't understand why this is because it doesn't. It's not like it doesn't follow from first principles to me. I could totally see somebody who like drinks or under even if he doesn't, if a person doesn't drinks but understands that like you know what a lot of people, people drink, boo, they drink, they it's go, out, they have alcohol, pastime. it's part of life. Yeah, it's not even a pastime; I mean, it's part of life for a lot of people. That kind of person could become a doctor. Why not? And just be like, yeah, I'm a doctor. My friends and family drink, and other pe- I drink, and people drink. I understand it. But no, there's like a preponderance of people in the medical profession who are like severely puritanical when it comes to alcohol and other things too. You know, smoking is like the barn door is closed on that one. Well, okay, but I mean, you can. It's proven that smoking is is completely prevent. That's that's a preventable death. I mean, it's you're going to get lung cancer statistically. If you never drank, if you never had a drop of alcohol in your life, it's going to extend your life a lot. But I don't. What I don't understand is all these doctors. Like I said, these puritanical doctors feel that the goal of being a doctor is to extend people's lives as long as possible. Well, that's that's not really the purpose. Well, well, that's the thing. It's like they 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 enable you. And they suggest that you can live a healthy lifestyle. But why must they... No, no, they... no. They demand it. Well, they don't demand it. He's not going out and de- demanding you. Oh, come on. How is he demanding that you live a healthy because lifestyle? Because he's labeling, he's labeling you a severe alcoholic for having eight drinks a week if you're a woman, 15 if you're a guy. Sure. He's going to make you feel remorseful. He's going to... <laughs> no, he's labeling... He's basically strongly labeling Strongly urge you... you. Okay. To change well, your lifestyle. Put, put it this way. Put it this way. If you had to get a, let's say, you know, this diagnosis had to go on a resume if you had to get a job. The person wouldn't hire you if you, well, he's a severe alcohol abuser because he has 15 well, drinks a week. You, you have 15 drinks a week. For sure. I probably have more. Right. So, so now when you go, now when you go, to be honest, if you go to apply for a job, you should tell people that you're a severe alcohol abuser according to whatever crackpot doctors are behind this study. Well, that's what I don't understand. Where do they come up with this arbitrary figure? It's sensationalism. It's a combination of sensationalism and uh, what I will call nurse ratchetness, you know, <laughs> from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. They're just bitter, like annoying, like I know what's best for you type people. And I don't know why there's so many in the medical profession. Well, that, my, for my, one of my good friends in high school, his dad was a big, do- big time doctor in my hometown, like the chief osteopath, right? Like, he was, like, the guy who, if you break your arm, he's, like, in charge of getting it fixed. Uh, and he smoked like a chimney and drank scotch, like, every time I ever saw him when he was not at the hospital. He had a scotch in his hand. Why aren't there more doctors like that? He wasn't well, running around telling people, like... doctor, though. Why is that old school? Why are all new doctors now, like, Dr. Oz, where they're like, I know people have their vices. You know, you have that one piece of chocolate a day. That's fine. I'm not telling you that. You're like, one piece of fucking chocolate, you asshole. 
How the fuck do you think I was going to get through life? But that's the thing, and that's what I don't understand. It's like, you know, not everybody has this austere level of self-control that you somehow have in your life. And not everybody's goal is to live to be like a 95-year-old guy who's still like, I still jog a mile a day. Like, well, not- your, your job as a doctor should be to optimize my health, you know, for the years where I'm in my prime and allow me to do the things that I enjoy. Well, that's the thing. It's like the prospect of a long life is a grim one to most people. And the only way we manage to to survive and just to move on to the next day is buy a couple drinks. That that's our only happiness. We leave our we leave our grueling job, we come home, we watch an hour of television, we ignore our fat wife, maybe masturbate and have a couple of drinks of whiskey. Is I, I mean, mean you you make it sound so horrible. <laughs> it's not. I mean that that is your only that's your Oh, that's the only thing you look forward to. What about, to. What, I mean, describe it like this. You know, you come home from your shitty job, you watch some great TV, you have some drinks, shag your sexy fat wife, have some awesome, amazing, <laughs> food, like, you know, fattening, carb-laden food, go out with your sexy, fat, funny, awesome wife and hang out with some of your drunk friends at the bar, get home and go to bed, you know, at like 12.30 a.m. and then get up and do it all again. I suppose you could do that. And some people do are convivial drunks. But then there are a lot of like pathetic drunks who don't but want the point, to live the point, to be the po- 78 years old. Right. But I think we're, we're missing the point here is people who have 18 drinks a week. What was it? 18? 15? 15. Yeah. yeah. I'm already increasing the number here. If you have 15, aren't even that. No. And that's like you thing. were saying, you have two glasses of wine a day. And then on the weekend, you know, what would that be? That's 10. And on the weekend, you have three on saturday and then two more on sunday oh now you're a now you're a chronic alcohol abuser and and, the, and i probably have double that and it's I mean, fine I'm not back a bottle of wine in a night right you're not you know, you're not like some wino who's just trying to die at the age of 48 well, that, that's the thing it's not like we're leaving las vegas here drinking ourselves to death sure we might have 20 drinks who are you to label us a chronic alcoholic like who who are you to decide that's chronic alcoholism Nurse Ratchet, that's who they are. Whatever. Anyway. Pisses me off. Yeah, it does piss me off. I, I, they do say that uh, of these deaths, 15% are from falls. Falling <laughs> down drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like a weeble wobble. But you know what? Then these doctors complain. They're like, oh, all my patients lie to me. You can't lie to your doctor. Well, people lie to you because uh, you yeah. have all these fucking ridiculous limitations well, on them. Because you're on your self-righteous high horse. Of course we're going to lie to you. Like we when, when, to I go, when I go to the doctor and asking how much I drink, I'm like, eh, five drinks a week. Yeah, I always, I always tamper down. Yeah. Like, I don't know, four maybe. If you're a smoker, I mean, you might admit that you smoke, but then he's like, well, how much do you smoke? I have ah, like two or three a week. Yeah, only when I drink and it's I not even. Drink. It's not a habit. It's more of a hobby. Have you ever done cocaine? No. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of the drugs... How do you know that this girl wasn't all high on the grass, blazed on the chronic? I don't. Well, usually people drive uh, slower when they're on the chronic, right? Yeah, but she was, she was uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess you usually, stereotypically, you drive kind of slow when you're drunk or when you're high and yeah. faster when you're She was drunk, going fast. Like I said, she wasn't going 65, but she was going fast for the area. Let me put it that way. 
So they probably did they give her a breathalyzer or they're just like, okay, you were so obviously intoxicated. We're just kind of. Oh, I'm sure they gave her a breathalyzer. I did. I read the police blotter the next day and uh, it said she she just clearly couldn't uh, pass any of the sobriety tests. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you heard of the the cannabis weed breathalyzer? Is that like Chex Mix weed <laughs> mixed with a breathalyzer? Cannabis. No way. Cannabis is great. Nah, it, it, leave it to Canada to make some dastardly invention like this. Well, they have a big weed problem up there. Have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, in Vancouver, right? Yeah. In Vancouver, well, no, I like think it's in Halifax. capital of Canada. I actually don't know the areas of Canada. <laughs> But so a former policeman in Canada created a weed breathalyzer to prevent drugging and driving. That was like our last bastion of freedom, you know? You could get as high as you want and then just drive really slowly home. And if you get pulled over, you'd be like, No, I wasn't drinking officer. They give you a yeah, breathalyzer, you're fine. On you. <laughs> and your eyes are completely bloodshot. Visine. That's what it's for. Yeah. That's why you get that. But not anymore, thanks to freshener. this dickhead, formal Canadian. Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman, Mounted Policeman, a Mountie, Cal Mulhey. Dudley Do-Right. This is Dudley Do-Right right here. Developed this device named Cannabix as a means of cracking down on Canada's marijuana-fueled motorists. It's, you know, it's interesting to me because I always wondered, like, what did they do before? Did they just kind of look at your eyes and be like, your eyes are completely bloodshot. You are high on the grass. Get out of the car. Get out of the vehicle. Lebowski. <laughs> what if you, ever, if you if you die because you're too high, but you're also drunk? I mean, is that one in ten, or is that the second in ten of deaths? If you die, well, from weed. How many? How many? How many of the ten deaths are from weed? Well, I don't think that. I don't drinking? think that many people. I, I just don't think that many people die while while being high and driving. Like be, being high while driving. I mean, it's you're probably going to drive twenty miles an hour. You're distracted, but you're not yeah. drunk. What if you like drove into a lake and you couldn't <laughs> figure out how to get the windows down because you're too high? They say stone drivers underestimate their driving skill rather than overestimate it, like drunk drivers. Yeah, it's good. Which, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. Have you ever been pulled over? When was the last time you, dr- you drove just really, really high? Oh, I don't do that. I mean, did you ever do it? I was it in high school or something? College. And I got a DUI. <laughs> that's yeah, the last time I did it. I thought you were drunk. And you high. DUI. Oh, and you're high. drunk and high. Now, that's just a lethal combination because, I mean, then you're going to get the spins. You're going to pass out, probably puke. Plus That's you got the, and, and then you got the like wavering back and forth between underestimating and overestimating your driving capability <laughs> and overestimating your within. sense of direction. Yeah, no, it's just that's never Not a, a good, good idea. Combo. Yeah, don't do that. But I remember when I was uh, when I was in college, even after college, you know, any road trip, any time, I was stoned. I was pretty much stoned all the time. But like, definitely, if you're going on a road trip for like you know five what? hours, now that you mention it, road trip. Road trip. I did drive high, just high, because uh, I drove to New York City from Michigan. Yeah. We got super high the whole way. We used to do it all the time. I remember the when worst I... worst dr- weed ever, that kind of weed where like it literally was grown in a ditch, and you smoke it, and you immediately just have a the massive brown headache. weed, yeah. Yeah. You get, you get like, a little great, high. You to drive for eight hours buzz. on the highway. You know, when I drove out from uh, Michigan to uh, San Francisco, I remember I had like, I don't know, a half ounce of weed. We smoked weed the whole way, or high the whole drive. Now, I'm way too intimidated to get behind the wheel stoned. 
Here's the thing, though. When you're doing a cross-country trip like that, uh, people imagine the highways in major metro areas like San Francisco or Los Angeles. And, like, driving high on 880 or the 405. The 101. The 101, that's a nightmare. But driving through Montana high on the highway <laughs> or Nebraska. Well, it's just this vast Pencil- open road. Just or, you know, desolate. like rural, yeah. rural Pennsylvania. Like, who cares? Well, that, that was the thing. It's I mean, we're driving through Nevada and Wyoming at like Listening you know, to Caius on the CD player. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Like, and driving yeah. through the Badlands, just completely just high off your, your ass. Like, right. looking, it's, it's pretty cool listening to Caius. Yeah, no, that was awesome. But now I couldn't imagine doing it. Like, I just... I do, do not want... It would ruin my buzz to operate a moving vehicle. Like, I, do, I just don't think in I can Los do Angeles it. In Los Angeles or in the Badlands? Even just in the anywhere. Badlands, I just wouldn't want to be high and driving. I just... Yeah, I, driving's a chore. It's more fun when you're young and as you get older, you're just like, fuck this car and fuck this on-ramp and fuck this speed limit and the goddamn radio. But you don't have the tolerance that you did back... I don't. I don't smoke weed as often as I used to. So. The other thing is that, that shitty ditch weed that just gives you a headache... It gave you a massive headache, and it got you a little bit high, but it didn't get you super high. But the weed people have now. Jesus, yeah. I think every generation says this. It's like the whole kids today, but I really do think the weed that people get from, like, you know, the medical marijuana shops, it's just like, Jesus, I'm, like, tripping now. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's, like, it's so so much more potent than it was, especially out here in California, than it was in, like, uh, you know, Michigan. I mean, I'm sure you can get really good weed in Michigan now because they have have the, the shops, too, but... Right. But out here, I mean, you know, the other day, uh, like we bought weed. we we bought weed in the Bronx, like off the street under the L, and that's what we smoked on the way back, and it, it was just terrible. And this was like I said, this was like in '95 or something. What, what do they call it? Bay City Fart Bud. That's what we <laughs> smoked in high school. You get like a two joints of it, and yeah, you get a little headache, maybe a little bit of a buzz. Mostly now it's seeds like, and stems. It's the other popping. day, a guy at work went and got me. Uh, I gave him some money. Went to one of the shops. So he had a card. He got me this weed called God's Pussy. Do you know how strong weed called God's Pussy would be? <laughs> Have you tried it yet? Yeah, dude. I, I couldn't <laughs> even move. I was so high. And I said to him, I was just like, dude, I, I couldn't move. I couldn't move for two hours. That, that's why I couldn't drive a vehicle, even smoking like a couple hits of something like that. God's no, Pussy. One hit, you're totally blown out. So apparently this... But, you know, before, they never had a test. Like, they could never test, like, your marijuana sobriety. And, that, and that's the thing. It, you know, we have distinctive sobriety tests for, for drunk drivers. But what kind of sobriety test would they have you for a high driver? You mean the non-breathalyzer ones, like the... The, well, the field sobriety test. Field sobriety, that's yeah. what they call it, exactly. But, I mean, what, what field sobriety test would you do for a stone driver? Well, the drunk ones are like, you know, they, they make you, like, follow the flashlight and then touch your nose, and then they... Uh, They'll say, like, count from 3 to 13 and then backwards down to 8. And this, being drunk, you're like, I yeah. can do that. And then you, just, <laughs> well, you, you forget what they're supposed to count back down to. And... Or, or say the alphabet backwards, which I guess I couldn't even do that high. I couldn't even do that sober, probably. <laughs> I can't do that right now. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's what I'm But being thinking. high, you have to have different ones. I can imagine, like... Uh... Like, bef- you know, if you don't have a weed breathalyzer to gauge how much THC you have in your breath. And they can't see the red eyes because you said, like, you know, the Visine. Yeah, you use Visine. I-, I could imagine them just busting out some sobriety tests. Like, because you could stand on one leg. You could count to eight. You'd probably be laughing the whole time. But you're not drunk. What about this, though? What if they say, call and order a pizza? 
in less than five minutes. Do you think you could do <laughs> and, that? <laughs> and you have to go to the door and get it. You ever do that when you're really high with your friends? And you're like, dude, I'll call it, but I'm not going to the door. Because <laughs> you don't have to like deal with money. Move in front with of counting a out the sober money. Sober person and like tipping. <laughs> and even the calling. It's like, I'll do one or the other, but I'm not doing both. Because the calling, too, you're just like, uh, hey, man. <laughs> Hi, Domino's Pizza. Hey, man, what's going on? I'm taking pizza orders. You just like get to the point because they get so many high calls at the pizza oh, yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you crave when you're high. Like, oh, I get, do you have any good ones tonight? <laughs> Sir, <laughs> Mr. High Man, we have, all, we have the same pizzas we always have. Just get pepperoni. What about this? Recall the, the titles of the last five video games you played. I have a similar one. Uh, tell the officer about... Uh, there's some gray area. It could be like your favorite band or the last great concert you went to in less than two minutes. In less than two minutes? Yeah, you only have t- <laughs> two minutes to talk about your favorite band and you're super high. You could you could do that drunk, though. Yeah, I'd be able be like, to do that. I fucking love Black Sabbath. They I rock, saw man. Aerosmith back in 1989. You could do that. But when you're, when you're high, you'd just be like, Dude, I love Black Sabbath so much. They're like from my youth and just growing up. It's one of those bands that I never like, like even got sick of. And like, times, times up. up. No high. man, but I gotta keep going on, man. Like <laughs> Ozzy back then. Like everybody now. <laughs> yeah, you're in handcuffs. You're still talking you're about it. my buzz, dude. <laughs> what about this? Taking to I just a gotta go on about Black Sabbath. You're know, like putting you in the cell down at the jailhouse. You're still talking about it. <laughs> what about this? Take you to a grocery store and make you find a can of black olives in less than five minutes. Oh, you could extend the time on that one. Okay, you ten minutes. It to, ten you minutes. Extend it to like a half hour. <laughs> it's got to be something like that, though. Like the black olives. Like where are the black olives? Are they by? Are they in the vegetable section? No. And you could even say, you are could they in the say, canned soup section? Yeah, but you know. could even say you can ask a, an employee. <laughs> oh, because you can't even then, that's not going to help. But first of all, when you're high, you're like, like, is that guy an employee or does he also just have an apron on? I don't know. I don't want to offend him. <laughs> and then you can't remember that they're called olives. You right. know those things. They're in a can. The little round, bitter. You put them on pizza. It. Sometimes there's stuff in the hole, but not all the time. I don't know how they decide that. You know those. those you know what I'm talking about, man. Nice apron. <laughs> <laughs> are they hiring here because i could use some money time's up cuff this guy he is a high <laughs> driver the well now they're not going to have to do these nonsensical marijuana sobriety tests they just, just came up with yeah but the, for the drinking they do both so i still think it's of some use yeah maybe maybe they it's will take you to a ralph's and what just you can just you put a cheeto out. on the hood of the car and see if the guy grabs it right away <laughs> Well, Cannabix collects breath in one tube before te- retesting it in a second tube. After Cannabix still sounds like a weed-based Chex Mix party snack. If I think what it, what it sounds like to me is just like, really? What is this Cannabix thing? Does it get you higher? <laughs> let, me have a, let me have a hit of that. You're sucking on it <laughs> instead of blowing on it. I thought it was a bong, dude. Well, I got to say, this guy's a is a grade A Canadian Mountie prick. Got to leave it to a Canadian to come up with this useless device. He says people no, are becoming... Use, it's af- just irritating. We say people are becoming afraid to drink and drive nowadays because they feel that they'll get caught in charge. But they're not afraid to drug and drive 
because they don't feel that law enforcement will do anything about it. Well, now they can. Now they're just going to go back to drinking and driving is what's going to happen. Well, I don't know. You know, at first I was like, yeah, then this is never going to come down south to, to the United States. It has. I guess California now has these weed yeah. breathalyzers. But like you said, you and I, we can't smoke weed and drive anyways anymore. So and I'm too old for that. I'm just talking about the young kids, the kids today. <laughs> they should they be crashing the car in the poles <laughs> at low speeds. Well, you can avoid a near-death experience if you don't drug and drive people or drink and drive. People, this is episode 438 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send us your stories. We discuss them here on the show. The most disturbing news items of the week. We discuss them here on the show. And uh, if we give you credit, um, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Send your stories to Sick and Wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we got a few good ones here for this week. Um, one of them's a uh, popular story. But before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. The first story here came in from Mitch. He says, this guy should have rented a bear suit. Mitch. Mitch the bitch. Mitch, 36 years old. He says he's a virgin. No way. <laughs> a guy named Mitch? Can't get laid. It's like a Mitch, 36, virgin. Okay, well, a little, little much information than what I was expecting. A little too much, but that, that's fine. Doesn't say where he lives, though. He didn't say what he, what he does for a living. Um, do you think it's harder to get laid in a big town or a small town when you're 36? I think it's harder to get laid in a small town when you're 36. Cause you probably know most of the people. You can't just go to a bar and just, you know, meet a random waitress that you've never seen before. It's, you know, everybody. See, I think it's probably easier in a small town. Like you, you know, you exactly what you said is true. You know, everybody and you know who the skanks are and you're just like, I'm just going to go convince her to have sex with me. She's Whereas, not like, big to. towns are just lonely. And, like, you go to these bars and it's like, uh, all these people are unattainable. Then you go back and, like, it's all new people, but they're all still unattainable. <laughs> like, you never, there's never anybody you can zero in on in a big, I guess you can always find sort of the small local dive bar and keep going there. But I think if you just keep going to the same bar, you'll see people like the, But you're, you're, what you're people. doing is you're replicating the small town effect in a big town when you do that. Which you is all, why I think, I think in a small town it's easier. Well, you can also do online dating. And there's just more people, more fish in the big city. Maybe, but those girls meet you and they realize that you're Mitch the dumbass. (laughs) I'm just saying, in a small town, you're just like, I'm going to go hang out at the fucking Long Branch Saloon. And I know that fucking Betty, you know, I'm 36, but she's like 48. But I know she she puts out. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to slowly move my bar stool down towards her and I'm going to get laid because I'm sick of being... 36-year-old virgin. Yeah, but Betty knows you as the guy that was checking out Lucy, and then Lucy's boyfriend Randy saw you checking her out, and then he beat the shit out of you in the parking lot, and Betty's just like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that got the shit kicked out of you by Randy. Yeah, but Betty's a skank, and she's fucked everybody already. She's like, yeah, well, at least you're new. I don't give a shit if you're a pussy. 
I don't think Mitch is going to get any ass unless he pays for it. Mitch, just hire a prostitute. Jesus. Man concocted bogus bear attack and plot to kill girlfriend. I, I like a headline like this because it just makes me think, now this guy, this is a creative guy. You know, he probably wasn't drinking 15 drinks. He's probably smoking the grass. Coming up with this plan here. Come up with a plan <laughs> to, to kill his girlfriend, girlfriend in under two minutes. Okay, I'm going to put on a bear suit. Well, the beauty of this is, yeah, is, is he's incorporating a bear suit. Instead of just going out and being like, you know what, I'm just going to go get a knife and stab the woman. You know, that there it is. Killed Say her. it was black eyes. Yeah, or something like that. You know, just go stab her. Um, get her really drunk and then just like put her in the car and push the car into a, a lake or something. This guy is concocting <laughs> a, a hoax, you know, I- involving a bear. I know. I wild, like this. Li- wild animals attacking. Surprise, surprise. A drug-addled man who claimed he urged his girlfriend to jump from a mountainside cliff to escape a non-existent bear has pleaded not guilty to attempted murder. Authorities allege it was an elaborate hoax to cover up a failed attempt to kill his girlfriend. Uh, His girlfriend, 44-year-old LaDonna Merriman, broke her back and punctured her lung, among other injuries, after a 70-foot fall from a Georgia mountain near near Milton, Vermont. Um, (laughs) She's currently hospitalized. Her boyfriend... I would hope so. Her boyfriend, Lucas Gingrich, only 28 years old. She's robbing the cradle here. He told police that he had urged Merriman to jump because he believed that a bear was attacking their cabin. Was that what you're supposed to do when being attacked by a bear? No. I mean, maybe they both were just on a you're lot of drugs. supposed to climb a tree. No, bears can climb trees. Yeah, not very well. Aren't you supposed to, like... Kick him in the head. Aren't you supposed to, like, put your arms out and look bigger than the bear? No, you're the opposite. You're supposed to curl up into a ball and pretend like you're dead. No, then they eat you. Because then they're like, sweet, I don't think sweet, they're really hungry for, for, for person. They just don't like the fact that you're there. I think you need some bear spray. That's what it is. Which is just basically bear just spray? bear spray. It's <laughs> like, like bear, bear mace. Bear diarrhea? No, you just bear mace them. It's <laughs> oh. so your, 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 your strategy is to have an all-out battle with the bear. You just mace that bear. Hmm. Why not just a, like a forty-five? Well, that, well then, yes. That, that would be a schnoz. So Genghis here uh, later admitted that he was very high on MDMA and perhaps the hallucinated. Well, he hallucinated that a bear had endangered the couple. That guy gets some good MDMA because I've done that drug a few times. I've never once hallucinated a bear. Never once. <laughs> Have you hallucinated any other type of wildlife? Not on MDMA. Oh. But I've, I've taken mushrooms and thought I saw something, which <laughs> like I obviously a, didn't. A wood nymph? Or like a, yeah, like a unicorn, maybe. Like that little kid from the Marlins game? <laughs> yeah, that little evil-looking elf, sprite-like creature. What the fuck was that thing? I don't know, but it haunts my dreams. I've heard people uh, were saying that the kid has Williams syndrome, which is like that. You're, it's like that elf-like disease. You're, but you're, but you're like a tiny person with elf-like features. They mm. say Orlando Bloom has uh, Williams disease. Never heard of that. <laughs> sexy, sexy Williams disease. <laughs> no, I've never heard of it. Is well, it like Marfan syndrome? 
Kind of, but didn't Joey Ramone have Marfan syndrome? Yeah, and Arsenio Hall, and some but basketball player that fingers. just today was in the draft and he can't play because he has Marfan. Well, how could he dribble the ball with those long, grotesque fingers? Well, he can grip it. Well, I suppose he could do that. But... <laughs> well, he's not allowed to play because his bones are brittle. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to go on a Marfan tangent, but Will- Williams is where you look like a little elf. Yeah, I think that's what then. And I think what happens if you get really good drugs, you see that little kid dancing. It's a horrible thing. <laughs> That's how you know don't you get good shit. <laughs> He's on your exercise ball, which I don't know why you have that thing. Oh, yeah, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, it's a good thing to have for that. It's a sex ball, actually. Uh, um, disgusting. So anyway, uh, authorities contend that this was all a ruse. This whole bear, the bear attack in the cabin, this was all a ruse by Gingras to cover up trying to slay his girlfriend, who recently tried to break up with him. Yeah. It's grounds for murder. Trying to break up. You either break up or you don't break up. I don't understand the trying. If you murder her, she's going to be out of your life. If she just, you know, goes her separate ways, she's also going to be out of your life. Why do you care? Why go to this big bear thing? Well, she tried to break up with him. He didn't want to break up with her. Right, but what? So why is he murdering So I'm going to murder her. Yeah, that makes no sense. Well, no, she's still out of your life. That's what I'm saying. What I don't get... She she's trying to break up with this guy, and he's like, "No, no, you can't. You gotta go camping with me. Let's go camping. Why would you go camping with somebody if you want to break up with them? Why would you go camping with your ex?" Women are morons. Women have this weird, <clears throat> misplaced faith in in this like realm of friendship. <laughs> like when they say, "Let's be friends," when they really want to break up with you, I think they a lot of them really mean it. They don't get that. No, that's just like to make the person feel better. That's why you say that. You don't say it because you really want to fucking be friends with them. You're going to introduce them to your new boyfriend. Oh, we're friends now. This is the new guy I'm blowing (laughs) who's not you. That's the thing. You say that to placate them. But women, a lot of women think it's a lot of women seriously believe the sentiment that we'll just be friends. I want to be friends. So I'll call you next weekend. You can, uh, Help me go get my car getting its tires rotated. That's what it really means. You're still going to drive my ass around and help me out with shit, but I'm not going to fuck you anymore. I, I just don't understand that. Because you're going to take me camping and set up the tent. Yeah, and why would I want to hang out with your new boyfriend? I don't get it. You know, the only time I can... This, I can guy, knew, this guy knew the score. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's be friends. Right, right. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> We'll put an end to this fucking friendship bullshit when you're well, dead. What's interesting about it, so he spikes her drink with MDMA. He then took her over to the, of the cliff and, 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 and said that, you know, we're being attacked by a bear. And uh, I like that there's a cliff near the cabin. It's very like Sam Raimi movie. It did. Like, what the fuck cabin? Is this cabin in the woods cliff, here. Like five feet away. <laughs> well, then he, he just kicks her over the dead, edge. You know? Like he's just like, bear, yeah. jump. And just throws her over the edge. Um, but she didn't die. So he ended up walking down to a nearby path and he dragged her over to a car where he left her in the car. And this is what's interesting to me. He returned to the car. With a a car or his car? <laughs> his car. Oh, okay. He returned with a friend who had a rifle. And as the injured Merriman sat in the front seat of the car, he fired the gun into the trunk because he said he saw the bear inside the vehicle. Which Wheeler is this guy's friend? 
You know this dude's name is Wheeler. The friend. His his friend has to be Wheeler. And his friend had to have been Wheeler, even higher than he was. Wow. There's a bear attacking my girlfriend out by the car. Oh, shit. I'll get my rifle. We'll go out there and get it. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, it's in the trunk, Wheeler. And Wheeler shoots at the trunk. Well, I, I just, yeah, I'm surprised Wheeler was just like, you know, I don't see a bear. Yeah. And why is your girlfriend Usually bears covered in away. blood and crying? Yeah, looks like she <laughs> fell off the old cliff there. <laughs> but, but Wheeler was cool. Then here's my rifle. Shoot the car. Right. Um, and then in an attempt to, uh, to bolster the bogus bear story, he then burned down the couple's cabin as if the fire started during the commotion from the bear attack. Um, mm, wasn't Smokey the bear. Criminal mastermind, this guy. Well, turned out... The MDMA. Keep it simple. That's the first rule of crime. Yeah, you know what? Why not just... There are, so, there are myriad ways to kill your girlfriend. This guy just went about it in the, the, the worst, the worst, like, uh, circuitous route. Like, I, I yeah. don't understand where he was going. First of all, don't go somewhere with her where, where other people clearly are like, oh, weren't you guys camping this weekend? First of all, don't do that. Being in the woods is Th- good. That's what I'm saying. Don't the let woods, people know that you're going camping. The woods is a good idea because there are many ways you can die in the woods. There's also the possibility of a deep, deep, deep grave in the woods. Yeah. Not a shallow grave, an extremely deep grave. I mean, there are many different ways. There are many different scenarios that somebody could that somebody could die in the woods. This guy just picked the worst possible one. I don't understand. It's like he didn't even give her acid. He gave her MDMA. You have sex when you're on MDMA. You're not hallucinating. She was fucking a wolf, and it <laughs> ate her face. Anyway, the police saw through his uh, transparent hoax here. Uh, they charged him with first attempted first degree murder, first degree arson, first degree domestic assault, and reckless endangerment. He faces up to thirty five years. In did prison. she die? Oh no, she's in the hospital. No, she's in the hospital. Punctured lung. So he didn't even do that, right? No, he didn't. He didn't even do anything. Worst breakup ever. Well, there you go, girl. She shouldn't have fucking tried to be friends with him. I was That's about awesome. to say, there you go. If you if you're if you try to break up with your psychotic ex boyfriend, don't go camping with him. Just get a new phone. Change your phone number. Move. Yeah, I think you can just change the SIM card. You don't even need to. Yeah, just change phone. the SIM card. That's all you got to do. Anyway, Go what do you have to here the Apple the... store? <laughs> Maybe even ask the Apple guy out for a date. But just do to go go to a place so that your uh, psychotic ex boyfriend in the bear suit isn't hanging out. Yeah, why didn't <laughs> not, he get a why wouldn't he get a bear, why wouldn't he get a bear suit? At least it'd be more I mean, convincing. Than just a disgusting real bear pelt. That would have worked too. No. Or a Bigfoot outfit. Just there's so many different ways this guy could have gone gone about this rather than concocting this. Just fake your shirt. your traditional Benny Hill like gorilla suit. That would have worked. She probably would have been. She was so high. She's probably running. This sounds yeah. like a. This sounds I mean, like this, that music is playing just in her head. I, I'm just thinking is is more of like a cabin in the woods type of uh, situation. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? I have another story of domestic travails. It's, it's a little confusing to me, and I've read it several times. It happened in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, I didn't get the name of who sent it in. Maybe this is a freebie. Um, 
But Christopher, I'm sure the people on the Facebook can uh, claim it if it uh, if it's theirs. Christopher Wassar, he's 39, and he um, was married to Jessica Wassar. Kind of sounds like they might be Middle Eastern, but they're straight up white trash. Just white crackers. trash. Yeah. Where, where, what city are they in? Peoria, Arizona. I think there's a Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, it's, right? I thought you said Peoria, and I was thinking, that's Illinois. Isn't that where is uh, Peoria, Richard Pryor is from? It's Peoria, Arizona. Peoria. Richard Pryor's Peoria. not from Peoria, Arizona. Probably not a lot of black people from there back in Richard Pryor's time. Maybe now. Who knows? Um, so <laughs> Christopher and his ex is uh, what? Well, yeah, exactly. Ex-wife Jessica. They have a child. They're, but they're broken up, right? And uh, they went over to Chris's brother's house, Matt Wasar. Uh and they forced their way into Matt's apartment. They want they went to retrieve items that the wife had stolen from Christopher and given to his brother Matt. Okay, wait, wait, wait. hold on a second. I'm confused here. So the wife, are, are they? Are they okay? They're they're not married anymore. They're divorced. Not, no longer. They are, they are divorced now. So Chris and Je- let's let's just think, think of the the first white trash couple here, Christopher and Jessica. Divorced. How long were they married? Oh, years and years. <laughs> they have a child. I don't know. <laughs> All right, they have a couple kids. Divorced. Why were they together? Marriage. They, they, have, they have photos of themselves with their child being born. It wasn't one of these, you know, like we're married for three months and then split up type. How things. how many teeth do they have between the two of them? They look like they have a lot of teeth. They must be in some type of governmental health health program. Hmm. <laughs> the teeth do not look like neglected. But here's the thing. How can I say this and not be an ass? <laughs> the reformulate in my head. Chris looks like maybe John Steele's fatter brother, but he still has the big long goatee, right? I thought he looked like Nick Offerman from the uh, from. Oh, Parks throw and some Rack. of that in there, sure. Steel rocks the sort of bald shaved head. This guy has some hair, but do they both, you know, they both have the big long goatee. It's a virile look, though. That's very, very masculine. Virile. Yeah. The older brother Matt is kind of like a big fat guy with a greasy gray balding ponytail and corner of the beard that just like it's not a long goatee, but it's just like beard facial hair that sort of goes down into his loose stained. Uh, tank top. Is it a neck beard? It is a neck beard. So he's got he's rocking. His neck, neck is beard. quite fat though, so it's almost it's like a waddle beard, jowl beard, a waddle neck beard, and on jowl beard. Yeah, sure. Tank top stained with KFC, right? Chicken grease. But apparently, Jessica at some point stole some shit from Chris and gave it to the brother. Why? Because they were fucking. Why would she have sex with the brother? Why not? Isn't that she kind of looks like she got ran over by a couple trucks herself? <laughs> she kind of looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter if he was in drag. Um, have you ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife? Yeah, because she also Who looks, also like, looks her, like Dog the Bounty like Hunter Dog in Dog drag. Hunter in drag. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And maybe a couple notches down on the hotness scale. Do you think they have sex? Dog the Bounty Hunter and his wife. Yeah, they've got like eight children or something. Yes. God. You think? I mean, dog is a virile, potent entity. No, he he's, he's a masculine man. That guy, he's an alpha right. male. Yeah, dog. he's not going without sex. So you he's saying, not fucking her. He's fucking something else. 
so the fat brother is fucking the ex-wife of his of his his younger brother. Yeah, the the fat brother's older too. He's like uh, forty five. So how did this happen? Okay, first of all, this was um, this is what I was saying before. Small town. Yeah, but you're breaking you a gotta sibling bond. You're breaking a sibling bond. Like you cannot have sex with a sibling's significant other, even after a divorce situation. This is the heart. This is the bigger heart of the matter, not the fact that Matt is ugly and fat and older. He's violating how his can, blood. How can you fuck your your brother's ex-wife? Yeah, you can't he, fuck your brother's wife. Clearly, right? You definitely but cannot. Can have you? Sex with, can no. you fuck? No, you can't fuck your brother's wife. But can you fuck your brother's ex-wife? The only the only situation several parameters, right? Yeah, like well, how how long ago did they break up? Well, there's that. There's also how close is your your relationship to your brother? Are you stepbrothers? Are you blood? You know, brothers. From well, these blood? guys are blood brothers. They might have a different dads because they don't look in the face that much alike. I think these these societal laws that we're talking about here, these rules, don't apply to white trash communities. Because meth just, you know, meth confuses these matters. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm asking specifically from your own moral compass. I wouldn't fuck any of my brother's exes. I can say that for sure. You sure? <laughs> what if you wanted to get back at him for, like, beating your game of Dragon Warrior back in the 80s? Well, if you recall, I actually won that game, but I... Oh, would... you beat his game? Yeah, well, we were in a competition. Oh, I got it reversed. Yeah, we were in a competition about who could win, and then I played... He got to the very end, I played his game, and I won. Do you think because... Jeffrey would have sex with one of your exes to get back at you all these many years later? Because it would be a pretty goddamn good way to get back here, you have to admit. <laughs> Jeff's just fucking plowing one of your ex-girlfriends. I, I would be quite surprised. you Actually, walk in on them? I would give him a pass He's like, look at that. this dragon warrior bitch. I'm fucking warring this dragon down here. I would be like, high totally five, welcome penis. back to the team. It's been He's a while. He's like, oh, no, no. I'm going right back. This is just to get back at your ass. <laughs> I just don't think, okay, you and your brother aren't very close. Would you have no. sex with one of his exes? No, but that's only one parameter. There's the closeness, and then there's like how long they've been broken up. And I still say no. I also think another parameter is how old you are. Like if you're like sixty, <laughs> there's just not a whole, whole lot going on. Well, what are you saying? Are you saying if you're sixty, your brother's been divorced for twenty years? Your brother's like fifty-five, and him and this lady broke up like five years before that. You know when they were both fifty, and you're just like, eh. We were talking, drinking, getting along, and I fucked your ex-wife. And you know he's fifty-five. He's like, like I give a shit. I did. You know, does I, her pussy still smell like meow mix? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it is. I don't even like to have my friends sloppy seconds, let alone my brothers. It's yeah. Just, well, what's the rule? What's the rule on friends? You know, with friends, I, I don't think I don't think the the bond. Is as, There's no hard and fast rule. You got to play it as it comes. Yeah, I think that's an ad hoc situation. I mean, it depends on on your relationship with your friend. Maybe if you go to your friend, get his blessing. How, <laughs> like you know, like you're asking for a lady's parents' hand in marriage. Well, I would like to fuck your ex girlfriend. Okay, well, P-town. what about this? What if what if your friend like you know dated her for a few years? They broke up. Then he moved away to New York. You guys still live in the same town. You run into her at a uh, 
This is what I mean. It's too much detail. You just have to be like, if it feels right that night at the bar when you're both away, so just go for it. I don't think it would feel right, though, with your brother, if it was your brother's ex. And if it's your friend, you can't do it when they, like, broke up last week. Okay, what about There always is those creeps, though, right? And, And I say creeps, but it's like guys we're all friends with. That you break up with your girlfriend, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that dude called you, like, the three days later? What the fuck? Yeah, no, because they're just they're just waiting. Because you know, I don't know right. why they, they they they're friends with her on Facebook too, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, "Oh, Facebook her status is, is single now." Facebook is the doom of propriety in these matters. Yeah, it certainly because before you'd have to like you'd have to like find out what her phone number. You'd hear is, it through the grapevine, yeah. and then you like you'd just see her on the street and be like, "Why don't you give me your phone number? We'll hang out sometime." Or you're at a party, you you know, and you're like, oh, hey, where's where's Dave? And she's like, yeah. oh, you know, we, we broke up a few months ago. Oh, okay. How you oh, doing? Oh, so what have you been doing? <laughs> you want to go to the library or something? <laughs> but yeah, but now people see the relationship status change, and they just pounce. Next thing you know. You know Direct like message, the, hey, what's up? You want to come sub, suck some dick, bitch? Don't trust your friends, people. They're predators. <laughs> Swear to God. But what about this? What if your dad was married to this super hot stepmom? This wasn't even your mom. It's just like, you know, your dad, one of those dads that's just got really wealthy, divorced your real mom. He's dating this 30 year old, really sexy chick. They they end up like uh, breaking up. My dad's dating a 30 year old. Right. Would you have (laughs) sex with your dad's ex? Or do you think the same rules apply? I think when he's at work. You just get it on, like in those pornos. My but dad's, they're, but they're dating. My, dad, my dad's like 68. He's dating a 30-year-old. Wow. <laughs> so what's it like hanging out with my dad, you stupid cunt? <laughs> Would you call her mom? Sure. What's up, mommy? <laughs> oh, mommy. I need, I need a lick of the teat. <laughs> Big, need fake some tits. milk. Big fake tits. Anyway, she's trying to take. I mean, you you know if your dad is is in his is twenty years older than a thirty year old girl and she's dating him, like she's trying to take all your inheritance. So yeah, you have fun. Have fun when you're like, oh, my dad's girlfriend's hot. Like, okay, that's cool because she's getting all your shit. By the way, yeah, she's she's taking a chunk of your inheritance. Oh no no no, fraction. All you're you're gonna be left with like five percent or less. It's like Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for her though. She put up with a lot. That dude was 80. No, he was in his... Was he 90? I think he was 90 when he died. <laughs> but, I mean, she had to do. Licking his fucking disgusting balls. Yeah. She had and to unfurl his nutsack, stick the whole thing in her mouth. <laughs> it's easy. It's like a giant fruit roll-up. <laughs> Ball roll-up. It's just the consistency of beef jerky. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, what, what happened? So, so don't have sex with your brother's uh, ex. Yeah, like these guys. So Jessica was having sex with her brother's ex and blowing him in exchange for drugs. And uh, and she then she started giving him all of uh, Christopher's shit for drugs also. so But then she like made up with Christopher. They went over to the apartment. And at first they encountered Matt, Matt, the br- big brother's roommate, Brady McGonagall. <laughs> Brady McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they held him at gunpoint for several minutes as they sort of ransacked the house. They then noticed that the uh, the older brother, Matt, was in his car. This is a great white trash thing. He was in his car outside of the apartment. Yeah, but he probably couldn't get away because his car was raised up on those cinder blocks. 
Well, that's a good way to think, think about it. But I also, a lot of white trash people will just hang out in their car. Like it's a room of their house. <laughs> like he was just out there listening to, you know, Aerosmith. Bad company. And you don't know why. Because the stereo he has in his car is better than the stereo he has in his house. And he's probably got ACs. Did you say he's a fat ass? Yeah, he's a fat so ass. So he's probably sitting there listening to ZZ Top. Just running the engine. Yeah. yeah. And the neighbors are like, And it's on blocks, so he can't get away. Right. Blocks. Uh, so they're out there. They found him. <laughs> Christopher punched his brother in the face before shooting him once in the chest. Okay, he deserved the punch. Didn't deserve the, the bullet. Um, Christopher tried to flee, but the cops came and got him. <laughs> How do you not run away? Fucking dumb fuck. So what did his ex-wife, though? Whose allegiance did she have here? Uh, she was a witness to the crime, and she uh, told the cops everything that happened. Said Matthew, uh, the older brother, had a knife, but did not threaten his brother. Matthew was uh, taken to the hospital, but he died on the way from his gunshot wound to the chest. You know, this is almost biblical, wasn't there? A but story? Jessica, Jessica flip flopped on her twice, on him twice. Yeah, look at this. What was the biblical one? You know, Adam and Eve's children, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Yeah, right. What happened this... with those guys? I forgot. I think he was boning Abel's goat. Oh, was he? And, uh, <laughs> I thought Cain just straight up murdered him because he's a dick. I don't know. I think there's some meth Kane involved. I forget. Some guy or circumcised one and not the other. I don't remember what happened. Here. The story gets a little hazy, right? Because all of those stories Cain do. and Abel, but how do they have any kids? They, they can't because they were some circumcised. Sh- but they did. And who are they having sex have, with? You can have kids if you're circumcised, I hope. No, but I mean, they were circumcised with using a rock or something. Oh, right. You yeah, they your nice genitals. But In not to garden. mention, there are no other girls, so what are they fucking? Well, that's what I mean. It gets vague. It's just like some other women like came over the wall of Eden. Like, well, who the fuck were they? What were they doing over there? And who made them? Right. Makes no the sense. The Lord. Well, the Lord made them, clearly. Yeah, no. Whoever wrote that was high on meth. I, I used to wonder as a kid, like, wait, did they fuck their mom? And then have daughters, and then maybe they fuck the daughters? I mean, that's some incestuous shit. Yeah, that is some family heat. Right. It's a disturbing thought. I don't know. I'm sure Big biblical family. scholars have figured this all out, because, you know, or else why would they believe this dumbass story for all these years? Maybe in the that's Garden of Eden, sense. incest is best. Put your mother yeah. to the test. Right. Maybe that's the way it works. Hmm. Did you just, do you have a limerick about fucking your mom, like, on deck in your brain at all times? Is that what I just heard? Just saying, you can, you can substitute any family member in that limerick. Oh. Incest is best. Put your sister to the test. To put the your nest. mother to the test. Yeah. It works. I think that's actually in the Bible. I don't know how uh, much of a biblical scholar you are. But. I'm not. That's maybe in the original he- Hebrew. That's yeah, I, I think you have, to, you, you have to know the uh, God's tongue. It's in the like scroll a, version, not the. <laughs> I, I read the goy, like actual one with the spine, not the one with the, on the big rollers. Yeah, the chosen people get the special version, the unabridged version. Right. So uh, you got to roll it all the way out though to get the dirty limericks. It's right at the end of the spindle. <laughs> anyway, so the guy, uh, what? He's being held for murder. Oh yeah, he's being held for murder. For Do you sure. think when he gets out, he's going to get back together with the ex? Probably. But they did interview the father, and he told police that the two have always had a love-hate relationship. Wow. Well, not anymore. <laughs> it's cliche. It's over now. <laughs> People, send your stories to Stick Around Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. we got to get to phone calls. 
Um, we got we got some uh, we got a few coming up. Even a possible thought experiment. Uh, people can call the Sigurong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, Sick and Wrong fans. Did you know that this month is International Butt Plug Month? It's true. Go to adamandeve.com and check out their huge selection. There's dildos, butt plugs, vibrators, and jack-off sleeves in sizes ranging from baby dick to John Holmes. Remember to enter the coupon code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like Kitty does to herself while listening to D and Lance. You'll get 50% off just about any item. Six free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a special bonus gift. Go to adamandeve.com today. So we've got a few phone calls here at the Sigurong Hotline. Um, first call is a guy who um, has an issue with uh, one of your impressions, Wackerly. says mm. you're sorely mistaken in your impression. I don't feel like I've done a lot of impressions lately, but okay. This is from I'm an older to, show. I'm going to hear the abuse. Hey, Dean Lance. This call is mostly addressed to uh, Lance. I went back and listened to uh, the episode about the cab driver in Japan who was making the woman, the women, eat his fucking cracker things that would make them piss. Water biscuits. And Lance would would uh, repeatedly do this 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 uh, this oh <laughs> and say that that was the sound of a drunk Japanese businessman pervert. How do you know that's the sound? Why do you think that's the sound of a drunk Japanese pervert businessman? I, I, me? Or yeah. Him? No, you. Oh, I don't know. I've never been to Japan, but I've yeah, watched a lot of movies. Okay, but, but so you've seen it from like just movies in, from Japan? Yeah. yeah, 99% of my knowledge comes from movies, especially <laughs> cultural <laughs> knowledge. Okay, well, this guy is, uh, he's taking umbrage. It's your impression here. Great. But if you've watched enough bukake porn and enough cream pie porn that takes place or that takes place specifically in Japan, you will notice that it is not a oh, it's more of a oh, followed by a series of claps. So Lance, <laughs> claps. Get your fucking shit together. See. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. It's they clap after the bukkake. Do you think the clap is a I don't clap? Like, or do I don't you think like Japanese porn. He's wanking. No, I think yeah. he's saying they applaud it. I don't well, like Japanese porn. I've we, talked about this. before. Yeah, we've discussed this at length, but you know, I, I just I don't think I've ever watched a bukkake video to the end. I mean, I've seen I'm sure the girl is doing this. <laughs> Now that's pretty accurate, but I think the Japanese guys, guys think that's sexy. I mean, it's so clear. I mean, oh. like, okay, I get it. I get it. Every woman in any porn, even the ones that are like, "Ooh, this is a hidden camera," she's fucking faking it. But just that whole like pretending like you're this helpless three year old, even though clearly you're like a thirty year old. Just it's not erotic. Leathery, cunted skank. It's they. Why do they like it that so much? I, I you know, in every I, single one, they all do the same thing. It's because they, they they like to feel dominant when it comes yeah. to when they, when they're having sex. Like you already have your cock deep into her asshole. Like how much more dominant do you need? They, I don't know. Do they do? I think it's I think it's I think maybe it's like an outgrowth of the geisha tradition. Oh. <laughs> but where, okay, but then where does the bukkake thing come from? 
Well, it's clearly a Japanese word, right? No, it is. But I mean, who started that? Who was like, you know what? Let's all get together and just jack off on this girl's head. But here's here's what I'd like to see. I want to see some outtakes because clearly those women are like, and then like cut, and they're like, "All right, clean all this cum off my face, please," because it's such an act. Like I want to see that crossover of them going from the little googly baby voice to the like, "All right, this is business." So, who you mean to after that would make me like somebody get me a dish rag here? Yeah, that would make me horny seeing them their normal selves. Just just her talking in a regular accent? Yeah. But have you ever seen an American Bukaki movie? Like, Does Ron Jeremy do Bukaki? Do we do Bukaki in this country? Oh, yeah, we do. We do, but I mean, it's not, I don't think it's there a, was a There was a occurrence. Vice article or a, even a Salon article or something about like a, a guy who, it was kind of his personal journal about when he used to go in and be like one of the dudes in gangbangs. It's definitely not the Ron Jeremy's. Cause well, okay, gangbangs is one thing. Bukaki's completely different. Do you understand the similarities, though? Okay, it's similar. When they it's film, when they film men, those, yeah. either of those, they just get a bunch of dudes. They pay them literally like 10 bucks for the whole day, and they're just like, all right, walk up there, get hard, calm, and then get the fuck out for the next guy. And it just smells like cum and it's disgusting and it's really hard to even like be aroused. And but the guys they're still they're like nymphomaniac dudes and they still keep doing it. Do you think this collar that that's what he gets off to? Just well he's clearly Bukaki very scenes? familiar with the Japanese Bukaki movie. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would assume yes. I think but he, I didn't know they applauded. Yeah. I don't think they do any American ones. They don't go oh and then clap. The O, maybe. <laughs> they don't do the... <laughs> we need some Japanese people to call in and tell us. Who's right here? Do they sound like wackily? Like, oh. Or is it, oh, and then claps? Like, well, what do old Japanese guys sound like? Drunk Japanese businessmen. What do they sound like? That's what we want. In a Bukaki film. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a second call. Yes, guys. Dirty said again. All the way from the South Wales. Just going to explain to you what skanking is. When I was younger, being skanked would mean going to buy some weed and you ask for 20 pounds worth and only get a tenner's worth. That was skanked. But so getting screwed over buying drugs. Didn't uh, NWA used to say ganked? I think ganked is when similar. you steal something from somebody. Well, but getting that's a what he's beat. saying. This guy says 10 quid stolen from him. I've heard uh, it's... You know, that guy beat me for five grand or something. Right. You get beat in a deal. or But this guy's saying you get skanked. Like, I skanked that guy. Ripped off. Yeah, ripped off. Now, the more the youngest are into. So there you go, guys. That just explains it. Into, like, garage music. Drum and bass music. Yes, we're skanking. Yes, we're skanking. Yes, we're skanking. This call seems fucked up. It's like It seems like a chunk just kind of he he must be calling on a cell phone or something. Probably, yeah. But so he's saying it's that a people dance that now, are, though, right? Yeah, he's seen people that are into drum and bass, they skank, they dance around. D and B. Yeah. D and B. There you go, boys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Talk to you soon. So in, in England, skanking is because I remember in the nineties, people that were really into ska used to do a dance called skanking. Like people that were um um, just into old school ska. Like I'm trying to All think right. of the special. What do you say? What do you like say when specials. you're skanking for the ska music? 
Because this guy clearly said, yes, we're skanking. Yes, we're skanking. (laughs) That's what you do to drum and bass. I don't know where this guy hangs out. Do you think he hangs out at that bounce to the ounce club? Bounce by the ounce? Bounce by the ounce. Maybe. I think bounce to the ounce was like a cameo song or something. (laughs) Um, All right. The last call here is a thought experiment. It's been a while since we've done a thought experiment. Uh, We got a couple of these, but uh, one of them was just... Almost too retarded for me to even play. That's <laughs> something. No, it was just too retarded for me to even play. It's like this guy calls up. He's like, so you have a button and you can kill two thirds of the whole population if you press this button. But if you press another button, then the third of the population dies and then you can press this button. It's like, who cares? I feel like a monkey... Like trying to get a food pellet in that, in that type of a thought experiment. Yeah, but what is he? What is he trying to do? Is he trying to be like, oh, I've created <laughs> this really mathematical like, equation? I don't know. I I would push the button that gave me the biggest food pellet. That's my answer. I don't I don't know what else to say. Well, I mean, what is he saying? Like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press the button and I'm going to kill all black people. Is that what you want to hear? I, I don't feel that. It's like I, I don't want to wipe out two-thirds of any. I don't even want to wipe out two-thirds of pro-lifers. I think they're interesting. They make the world interesting. <laughs> you know? I don't know, yeah. Any thought experiment when it's like, would you? how many of these people would you murder? I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. The, origin, uh, the original thought experiment of the show was having all the toddlers come and attack you. I guess that's different. But that's a good thought experiment, though. Maybe. <clears throat> like this one is like, oh, okay, you want us just to tell you who we hate? All right. Wipe <laughs> out Vincent Gallo and push? all of his progeny. Um, how about. He doesn't have any progeny. How about. Well, his family. How about uh, anybody who's bought a Garth Brooks record at some time in their life? Wipe no, them out. I have out. a lot of friends who bought Garth Brooks records. They're dead. They're dead. Two thirds of them. Maybe they would make it through <laughs> there the might Garth be Brooksian third. Holocaust. <laughs> I bet you you would say, yeah, wipe out the Jews. Hardwick. Uh, hard, okay, there you go. Nerdist. Pr- and see, I'm pressing yeah, now the button I can multiple even, I can times even say now. all of the Nerdist network. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, anybody in any podcast network. How about that? Two-thirds of them. That makes sense to me. How about Justin Bieber fans? I don't give a shit. Like a bunch of teenage girls I want to murder. How about the Kardashians? A bunch of preteen girls I want to murder. <laughs> no, thanks. How about the Kardashians? don't give a shit about the kardashians (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's a pointless thought experiment to get you know guy call in with a better one all right call call in call in with a thought experiment like this next one okay this one deserves the theme music let's let's roll this Second row, thought experiment. Okay, here you go. Now this is a true thought-provoking thought experiment. What up, second row? I got a thought experiment for you. This is Mitch from Louisiana. Would you rather be Justin Bieber's fucking bitch for a year like, straight up, you got to take it in the ass from him. You got to give it to him the ass. You got to give him blumpkins. But all the time, 
you were just getting fucking showered with money and gifts and everything, and like you were living fat, and you could keep <laughs> everything crew, after bitch. that year. <laughs> or you're in the you're fully in the entourage. You're like basically top bitch of the entourage. It sounds well. Like. You're as punk. Like you're being punked out by Justin. Actually, Bieber. don't they call it? Don't they call it bottom bitch? You would be Justin Bieber's bottom bitch. Yeah. Why do they call it bottom bitch when that's really like she's the head of all the bitches? No, you're a bottom. Like you're the bottom. Like you're being bottomed by this guy. So you're his bottom bitch. I know, but I think in the world of pimps, when like you have a harem of hoes. Your bottom bitch is like your head bitch. I don't know that. that then you're a down ass bitch. Oh, I guess you're down ass bitch. But I think it could bottom be misremembering bitch, what I read somewhere. I think bottom bitch is like you're this guy. Like Justin okay. Bieber would be punking you. So you, if you were Justin Bieber's bottom bitch, he could do whatever he wants to you. Can you imagine him trying to put his little tiny worm dick up your ass though? Like you just <laughs> laugh. <You're> like. <laughs> You just clench your butt cheeks and you be like, yeah, you can't even get it in there, you dumb fuck. I do like how this guy Give actually... Give me some money. I gotta go get Burger King. I do like how this guy is fantasizing about being Justin Bieber's bottom bitch. Hey, you don't have to cast aspersions. It's a thought experiment. Okay, all right. Well, we let's see. academic freedom on the show. Well, let's see our other choice here. Or go live in Afghanistan as a hill, hill man <laughs> with a goat as your only friend for the rest of your life. What would you rather do? <laughs> now this is a true thought experiment. Justin Bieber's bottom bitch or an Afghani hill man. Yeah, sometimes it's like this hell or that hell. But this is like, it's not even hell. It's like, well, it would suck having Justin Bieber try to mount you with his like flaccid little fucking five-year-old penis. Herpes but then there's good parts penis. too. Like you said, you get like showered with gifts. Get to drive a Lambo. Money. You probably get to have on. sex with tons of girls. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You could be like, oh man, I know Bieber. I'll get you backstage. Just uh, you know, you know what to do. Go you get to travel around the world, fly and on a only private jet. And it only lasts for a year, and then you get to keep all that shit afterwards. And and you probably because you're Justin Bieber's bottom bitch and you're a friend of his, you get your Twitter account with four point five million followers. I love that you fucking part of your benefit that you derive from this is a fucking Twitter account with a bunch of followers. I'm just saying. You You're spin sucking this. Justin Bieber's cock for a Twitter account with lots of you, followers. That's what happens. That's cool. Now you've spun this into a career. You write a yeah. book. You write a book about hanging out with Justin Bieber, being his bottom what, bitch. What Bieber's cock you got like. your Twitter. You got your Twitter page. Now you like, I don't know, become a C-list rapper and Justin Bieber will produce it. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I'm just going to take the Veyron and sell it and live off that. You know what I would almost rather be? I'd almost rather be an Afghani hillman. <laughs> but but the thing With is, you've got to be the hillman for the rest of your life. After a year, it's not over. Is that so bad? <laughs> I mean, okay, think about, this, think about this, Waggerly. Your life, you're, you're paying your mortgage. You've got to go to work every day. You've got to get on the, the BART train. You've got to listen to, listen oh, to people... It's proverbial Those rat race. Horrible music. You gotta you gotta watch people eating on the train. You gotta go to your office. Hear women grazing all day. Go and take a shit next to another man taking a shit. I would be the guy brushing his teeth in the fucking public work bathroom while you're taking a shit. The guy pulling the the piece of paper towel so he could open the door to the bathroom to get out because <laughs> he doesn't want to touch the door handle with his bare hand. Or, or Afghani you'd be an Afghani hill man. 
You live by yourself. Sure, you fuck the goat. You never have to worry about taking the goat to Olive Garden. You don't have to impress the goat. By the, the way, goat. remember, you, can, you fuck the goat by choice. He didn't even say that fucking the goat. He just said the goat was your best friend. He didn't say fucking the goat was uh, required. Okay, I might have added that part. I don't know why. No, no, you can if you want. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying if there's no other women around, you can fuck the goat. Or you can just hang out with the goat. And you, and, and you don't have to worry about the internet because you don't know any better. You're not seeing pictures of Kardashians. You don't, you don't even know Kardashians even exist. Well, to be honest, as an Afghani hillman, you probably can't even read. Once again, life is even simpler. Ignorance is bliss. Just, you don't have to get... But you're just looking at the clouds and like imagining naked ladies and then tending to your goat. Or naked Why? goats. More naked goats. <laughs> but think about it you don't have to get sodomized by some indignant prepubescent pop star no you know you don't have to be humiliated on a regular basis by this prepubescent pop star instead you just hang out in the afghani fields you know cultivating poppies smoking heroin oh, wait a minute nobody said anything about the poppies fucking your goat eating whatever afghani people eat right you're making Hillman. Is Hillman an actual distinction that's like recognized by National Geographic? Actually, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a, like a employment there. It's like a position, oh. like a career. It's an, it's an occupation. It's an okay. occupation. Yeah. Okay. In, so, uh, as a white person, I could just go there and become a Hillman. You go and you you say, you know what? I'm going to go to college. I want to be a Hillman. And they're like, how many goats do you want? One. Just one. Yeah. A simple man. You can milk that goat. You get your goat milk. I like actually, the you know thing. what? I got to say, the more I think about it, I kind of want to be a hill man. The only downside is that when an American soldier comes and shoots your ass off with like a hellfire missile or, or you get your ass droned. A drone. That's what I was about to say. It's like you're living this, you know, perfect life, this idyllic life in the Afghani hills, smoking your opium, fucking your goat eating your whatever Afghani people eat. Next thing you know, a drone comes over and just missiles you. <laughs> Blow up, you're dead. All yeah, right. Which is also a good, nice, peaceful way to go when you think about it. Yeah, but you don't simple get... Simple life, simple death. Yeah, but you don't get 4.5 million Twitter followers because you got fucked in the ass by Justin Bieber. It's a good choice. What do you oh, think, really? Wackerly? Wait till I sign up Afghani Hillman at <laughs> Twitter.com tomorrow. <laughs> what are you going to be, Hillman? Bieber's bottom bitch. Hillman. Because even after that year with Bieber, you know, you'd be free of him. Could you ever really look yourself in the mirror again? No. You, no. You'd have the, but as a Hillman, you don't even have a mirror. <laughs> What's yeah. a fucking mirror? Mirrors are magic. That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> White man's magic. Yeah, if you see somebody with a mirror, you like stone them to death. <laughs> I'm going for Hillman too. And you forgot, you get to stone people when they do stuff you don't like. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fucking hit that dude with rocks until he's dead. You strictly interpret this outdated piece of, of literature. That I don't even read. I just, whatever anybody tells me is in it, I believe them. Yeah, what other guys in turbans tell you. The yeah. guys in the black turbans, they tell me one thing. That's how I live. With the purple beards? With the purple beards. I yeah. follow them. All right, I, I got, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose Hillman, not because I'm homophobic. I don't want to get fucked in the ass by Bieber. That's fine with me. I'm just saying the life afterwards, the humiliation that you've endured over that year, would stick with you for the rest of your life. You'd probably end up committing suicide. Where's the Hillman? You don't know any better. 
Simple. Simple life. That's what I choose. Me too. People, call the Cigarette Hotline, 206-666-3846, and give us your thought experiments. We appreciate that. We need more thought experiments here on the show. Um, we did get one email here, cigarettepodcasthotmail.com. This comes in from Sam. He's writing about that bounce to the ounce. A lot of these English people are chiming in about that story of the guy who lost his finger while he was skanking. He says, oh, right, guys, Sam here. I live near Preston in Lancashire, where the Bounce the Ounce video is from. Full of chavs on E, dancing like fucking wallies. I like the way this guy writes like he speaks. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? Yeah. I haven't been before and never want to because of getting my head kicked in. Just like to say I love the podcast and a quick shout out to Tom who I work with, who listens to the podcast as well. Tom. <laughs> Shout out to you, Tom. <laughs> what do you think this guy does? Uh, sh- I don't fucking know. Chimney sweep. <laughs> I was going to say lorry driver. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably a lorry driver. Maybe he's an English hillman. Um, <laughs> keep it sick, keep it wrong, and, and no, fuck all the, Lance all the, all the pasture land in England is owned by the lords. Yeah, maybe he's a, a hillman for one of the... He just tends... For, he's one for of the, the Lord's, Lord's men. Yeah. That's not the same as the Afghani hillman life, though, where you're just your own man. No, it's it's different. Yeah. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Peace. Okay, well, thank you, Sam. Sounds like... Uh, so you can't even go in there without getting your head kicked in. It's like, why would you want to go to this? Why are this? they advertising it? They're just luring in, like, unwary travelers. Yeah, that would be the worst as a tourist, because, you know, you're going there, you're an American, you're overly confident. Oh, I think like, there's hey, a lot of sexy ladies at this Bounce by the Ounce ladies. Club. And you walk in, next thing you know, you're getting your head kicked in by a chav. Right. Yeah. That makes me, that gives me reservations about visiting England. I don't want to leave England as a retarded man. You know, I would I have my head kicked in. There. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, thank you, Sam, for uh, sending us that. Uh, people, listen to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate that. Also, Sickerong Teas now available at the Sickerong store, sickerongpodcast.com slash store. You can support the show by buying a Sickerong logo tea. We only have mediums and smalls, so hopefully you're a smaller person. Maybe you have Williams disease. You look good wearing one of our shirts if you have Williams disease. Uh, if you don't have Williams disease, and uh, you wear a large or an extra large, you're going to have to wait because we have new shirts coming soon. If you have a child with Williams disease and he's about to be on a video that's going to go massively viral, make sure he's wearing one of our T-shirts. Please go to SignalRongPodcast.com slash store and buy a logo tee. Um, finally here, Signal Song of the Week comes in from Steve. You know, I've been mean to play this and I just forgot about it. And I deleted his, his uh, email. I found his, his original email. This guy made a song for the show, a metal song wow. for the show. Yeah, it's, it's actually Incredible. pretty cool. So Steve writes, hey, guys, I'm a fan of your show. I attached the song as a tribute. It's performed, produced by me, has audio clips taken out of context to make shit sound funny. Because normally it does not sound funny at all. It's no, very serious. You need a guy like this to recraft it. Yeah. Remix. Just to, you know, edit it to make it funny. Remix. There's a lot of Jeff, a little Bob Madigan, and what I think is some of the funniest stuff you guys have said. I think you and your fans might get a laugh out of it. I'd love it if you play it on the show. I'm Steve. I currently live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You ever been to the Bob, Steve? I had a girlfriend that lived in uh, Grand Rapids. We had to hang out this wretched 
like complex. It was like a building, like four le- four stories of these just like bro bars. Was, Never like, heard of it. Yeah, I'd rather go to like a diet bar, but there's this place called the Bob. It's just like four stories of bro bars. Yeah. Hmm. He says I'm from Texas. I went to high school in Sault Ste. Marie in the UP, and I'm only mentioning this because you guys are from Michigan. You ever go to Sault Ste. Marie, Wackerly? Sure. The locks. The locks, yeah. They have locks there. I forgot about that. Not the fish, but the actual like thing that moves the water up and down between the, like, the different levels of river. Is that Lake Michigan? I don't fucking yeah, know. I, don't <laughs> I think it's like the St. Lawrence Seaway, isn't it? I, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> David, pay attention. So, These are the locks. And you're like just thinking about Metallica because you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> who cares so if you think bay city was lame try the sioux by the way i'm also the same age as you guys so i relate to a lot of the references you make on the show which makes it more entertaining keep up the good work you guys make me laugh every time i listen um well, i actually you. think i'm gonna take a trip to michigan next year are you gonna go to the locks on sioux st marie i might go all the way up to the locks are you gonna go to mackinac island get a Perhaps. little fudge i've never actually been to mackinac island you can't you can't ride a you can't drive cars, there. You yeah. can't drive cars. Just horses you, and bicycles. Yeah, take a ferry to the island and horses and bicycles on the island. Yep. Yeah, maybe do that. Anyway, uh Steve, thanks for sending in this song. Um what is it called? Let me see here. It's called Out of Context. Out of Context. So Steve, thank you for sending that in. Thanks for listening to the show. We're gonna end it here. Second row song of the week, Out of Context from Steve from from Grand Rapids, Michigan. People will be back next week with episode 439. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. I got you porn over here. I got red tube over here. I got you just. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T-Sound. I'm Lance Wackerly, ready to craft. I'll jack off first and then I'll read it. I'm sure I went home and jacked my little dick off to Jacked off to a picture of Monica Lewinsky last night. I was planning on jacking off and going to bed. <laughs> I would be like, shut the fuck up, you fat, ugly or whore. Or get paid off. There's a dick in my pocket and I am happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you make fun of things at my expense. This is why I don't come on your stupid fucking show. I was out drinking all night. Designer ecstasy or... What if I got you some really good coke that, that hadn't been stepped on? Metros will come back on your show. But not, not after this. Not after the... the, 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 the not speak ill of the dead, Jeffrey. It wasn't that fucked up when I came home. I, said, I didn't know what was going on, so I was kind of nodding off. I was falling asleep. Right. But I thought maybe I was just trash. <laughs> listen. You listen to what's going on. Your Japanese impression sounds like an old Japanese man who's constipated. No, it's a drunk Japanese businessman. (laughs) 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 I gotta shit, get me home. Let me just come right out with it. I'm going to say nigger a lot. Shut that nigger baby up. Has <laughs> this become the KKK podcast? The KKK cast? Ku Klux cast? Shut that Shut nigger that baby that up. Baby.
Yeah, fuck yeah, should they use a baby out? <laughs> <laughs> We're really coming across as being very racist. I'll call me faggot. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you do. Hello, it's Minnie Trucker Paul. From now on, call me Big Mac. And go to adamandeve.com and type in the entry code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for all your in-the-bed needs. Honey, I'm going to adamandeve.com. Shut up, bitch. <laughs>